Yeah, well, uh, Rowie, you may have seen on the weekend there is uh, a real grassroots sports club problem, and that is finding volunteers. They're scrambling everywhere for them. People aren't putting their hands up. So it's forcing clubs into perhaps charging a levy. Now, we're going to go to the volunteer shortage. Well, the volunteering SA CEO, Hamilton Calder. And Hamilton, can you tell us just how bad is this problem? Oh, look, thanks, guys, and thanks for having us. It's it's not just a problem in grassroots sporting clubs, and, and we've definitely had some, some real conversations over the weekend about this. It's just we have seen, you know, since COVID or whilst COVID was here in full force, that, that, that we really had a problem with volunteers. Uh, understandably, you know, people weren't going out and doing things. Um, but what a lot of the conversations, as you've said over the weekend, is that just clubs are just sticking their hand up, particularly the smaller ones and saying we just don't have those volunteers to ensure that the games and the, from whatever, from cooking the barbies to doing the lines or from helping out on the committees, um, that there is a need for, 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 for volunteers to step up, um, and particularly where their kids are playing, and support their kids. Well, how come that's fallen away so much? Um, my, my kids are now all in their 20s, but we were all on rosters as far as running the boundary, goal umpiring, barbecues, you name it. Everybody had to play a part in that. How, how's that fallen away so badly? Oh, look, and I think that's, that's exactly the question, isn't it? And that's what these clubs are asking. If we don't have those people stepping up, um, what are the other things to do? And traditionally, we've used things like the carrot approach, encouraging people really, but, but this is kind of going the other end of it. It's a bit of the stick approach of saying, mm-hmm. look, well, if you don't, we're going to charge a bit of levy. Uh, what I would say, though, is that in the decade from 2010 to 2020, so the, the decade up to COVID, the 10 years before, yep. there was about a 65% reduction in volunteers across the board, and wow. that's formal volunteering. And that's the kind of the mums who are, you know, my mum helping out at Meals on Wheels, those regular volunteers. Yep. We did, however, see that those, what we call informal volunteers, people that can help out a little bit, um, but just can't regularly commit. They almost replaced. So we still had almost the same number of volunteers. It just changed from people doing that regular stuff to saying, oh, I can do a bit now and I'll help mm-hmm. out a bit, but then I can't do as much. So so it's kind of a widespread thing. And, and, and maybe it's as our population is aging and maybe we're getting busier or maybe as the kind of economic stuff starts to hit and we just don't have that time. Mm-hmm. Um we, we like to think that, you know, there are ways. I mean, I'm the president of our local soccer club. Mm. We haven't come to this yet. I, I would think that maybe rather than penalising, it might be an incentive for those that step up. So rather than saying, oh, look, we'll charge extra if you don't, we'll say, well, if you do step up and jump on the committee or run the lines or put snags, then we'll offer an incentive to, to reduce. Maybe we can quickly, you know, take 10 bucks or 20 bucks off your fees. Um but we're still in our club at the point where we haven't asked for that. We're still being having some tough conversations, but we're still getting mm. parents to mm. stick their hand up. What's a nominal fee? Give us a ballpark. Oh, I don't know. Look, I mean, we've been able to hold our fees. So for, for young kids playing in our club, we're, we're charging about 120 bucks um, for, for fees. And so if we maybe knocked, say, $20 off if we came to that point, which we're not at yet, but it's going to be different for every club and different for age and... The government puts that that fabulous thing for school students, the the hundred dollar sports voucher as well. So there's lots of ways. The, the most exciting thing that we're doing, and we got some government funding to do this, and we're going to launch it soon uh, with the Office of Reckon Sport and Racing, is we're going to set up a volunteer app 
just for sporting clubs. So if you're a sporting club and you want to, if you've got some volunteer positions, jump on this. It'll be launched within hopefully the next few weeks. Jump on this We Do Sport app. But it's also looking and it's hopefully finding people in community and not just the mums and dads associated with the club. Mm. So what we're trying to say is maybe if in, say, if you're in Glenelg and you've retired and you're not aligned with a particular sporting club, but you're looking for a role that you can play and you might be mm. a retired accountant or something, you can visit this, this, this site and actually find out, well, what are all the different codes in my local area that are looking for a club secretary or, a, or a, something like that to help out? Mm. So we think there are ways in which we can try to call on the community to help these clubs and, and maybe not rely as much yeah. on the mum and dad. Oh, no, this was a deterrent around our clubs, um, Hamilton, and it's the Foodland Tech has gone berserk. You need to have a police clearance to volunteer around kids. There's one. Afternoon rowing, Timmy. There's one very good reason why volunteers have reduced the amount of paperwork and checks needed to undertake for a basic volunteer role. Bill from Glenelg, that is so true, Hamilton. The hoops you've got to jump yeah. through just to do something in society now is a joke. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. What we know, we've just, two weeks ago, the National Strategy for Volunteering was launched. And what it found out from talking to thousands of people around the country is, if you volunteer, you want to have a, you want to get a good experience and you also want to be at easy. It has to be easy. And so we're trying to work out with clubs and with Sport SA as well. How do we make it easy? How do we reduce those barriers so that, as you say, yeah. people don't have to do this big induction? People, now we're not saying, look, sometimes you absolutely need, you want your kids to be looked after. You need those, those police checks, but it shouldn't be every position. What are the ways in which, or, or nor should you have three hour committee meetings? I'm about to join yeah. the committee meeting tonight. Um, Keep it short, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. has to be short. No yeah. one's got time for that. But okay, no. what can we do? So you're absolutely right. How do we reduce those barriers to make sure that people can have get something good out of it and feel they're giving back but not feel as though they have to do hours and hours mm. of induction and go through crap to get it? Yeah, Hamilton, thanks for your time. Volunteering SANT CEO, Hamilton Calder. We'll go from there to a football president uh, of the Mitchin Hawks. His name's Stuart Palmer. Stuart, welcome. Why bring in a levy? Oh, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> you've probably been talking to the experts. But, um, I guess primarily it was due to the fact that um, despite our club having um, a very good record in terms of people who um, would volunteer and were prepared to volunteer. I think it was a double-edged sword. One, the numbers started to just drop off a bit. I think, uh, obviously, the separation that COVID caused in terms of a whole range of issues probably um, probably aided that a little bit. But um, And I was interested in uh, Hamilton's comments about... Um, reducing costs, etc. Mm. I guess one of the double-edged benefits of this is, of course, that you do get someone coming in, but also it offsets the fact that if you don't have that volunteer, then we don't have to pay um, a wage or a wage to someone that uh, comes in and does that job. Yes. And when you've got sporting clubs like ours who are basically... <laughs> being run on the, not on the smell of an oily rag, but, you know, certainly we have to watch our pennies very, very carefully. Mm. Then um, the more we reduce our outgoings, 
the more obviously we, we don't have to get to sponsorship and, and all those other um, avenues. But, um, but look, I, I think I need to make the point. It doesn't appear as though this, this actual initiative um, an incident in any way. Um, interestingly enough, since I had a bit of publicity about this, I had a mate of mine ring me and he said they've been doing it their sailing club for 20 years. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I think it's more, it's not, it's not the uniqueness of introducing it. I think it's just the prevalence of how many clubs have decided to turn to this scenario. Now, it, it, it just gives our members and, and obviously parents that are paying the subscriptions a choice. They either, they either can pay the additional levy or they can, they can volunteer for three hours. Now, we understand that three hours, when you start quickly, doesn't sound like a lot of time, but for some parents, it may be completely impractical. They either want to be with their children, watching them play football, etc., etc. You might have parents who work away from, you know, like fly-in, fly-out people involved, a whole myriad of different things. So we just got to the point where we thought, right, well, give them the opportunity, here's the fee, here's the levy. If you want to pay the levy, that's fine. If you don't, then we'd ask you to put your name down. Now, the next stage, of course, is that within your club, you have to have uh, an administrator that's able to then obviously log all those hours and make sure that, you know, make sure that people are contacted in time for them to do three hours in the canteen or three hours in the, on the barbecue or help us clean up after an event, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, but it's interesting. I, I've, um, I've been lucky enough to just listen on a couple of webinars. There was a, a company called Club Matter, uh, quite excellent when it comes to these uh, issues for clubs, and they make some really key points about the fact that you know, when you do get volunteers come in, you have to make sure that you, you explain to them where they fit into the structure of your club, how important it is to have them there, and also how to actually <laughs> obviously do, do the function that you're asking them to do. Um, and then on top of that, of course, and I think most clubs do this, you have a, a, a reward um, night where you actually invite volunteers back to the club and say, you know, thank you and, and yeah, well give them done. a pat on the back. And, and yeah, well done. Yeah, Stuart, if you're on hands-free, just maybe just go off a of hands-free. You're just breaking up a little bit. Well, whilst you do that, I want to know how well it's been received by your club because we've all been involved yeah, at sorry, junior clubs. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Some parents yeah, are legit too busy. We know that. Some drop and run and they use sport as a babysitter and they take the P155. I think the clubs that I've been involved with, I'd like to say to them, right, your levy is this. Because you drop and run. We've never seen you at the club. And you use it as a babysitter and then reward the ones that do volunteer. Mm, I, yeah, look, um, yes, that's a, um, that's a subjective view, I guess. It's, it's interesting. You're right. I mean, look, I, on the other hand, Rory, I, if, if someone says that they're going to give us three hours on the 15th of April in the canteen and they don't show up, well, we're, we're not going to ring them up and hassle them or anything else. I mean, they, they could have had an emergency, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think we're ever going to get down to that level. Mm. Like I say, obviously someone's got to create a spreadsheet, give people plenty of notice, give them enough information about what they're, um, what we're asking them to do. Um, and like I say, show where they fit into the structure of the club, advertise the structure so they understand it. But one of the big things is that, and again, through these webinars, is 
you've got to get your structure right so that you've got the right people. And it was interesting, again, listening to what Hamilton said then about, you know, the number of hours meetings take. If your structure's right, then at executive level, you, you just talk about the strategic initiatives and then underneath that, you have a non-executive group basically do the discussion so that when it comes to these high-level meetings, you're really just listening to what the recommendations have been from those groups. So you don't end up in this talk fest where you've got a lot of people. Apparently our committee last year was, uh, I think, 14 people, and um, you know, I think everybody agreed that was a number, just a number too great. But um, anyway, it, it's, a, it's another way that... I mean, obviously, once you get volunteers coming into the club, it's another way that you can build up you know, the community involvement in the club and volunteers meet other volunteers, they mm. share experiences. One of the things that Club Map made made note of recently was that or in their in their spiel was that the most common reason for not volunteering is they don't get it you don't get asked. Yeah, right. There well, you go. So there you go. You know, yeah. the old saying, you don't ask, you don't, don't get. get. Yeah. So I think I think at least you've got to get on the mm. front foot. Now that doesn't mean to say the first time you ask someone, you say, oh, by the way, if you don't do it, we're going to hit you with a levy. But no, once the levy's no. in place, mm. um, but, you know, we've had, you know, and, and obviously I'm not talking about hundreds of people, but we've had people actually say, we'll pay our fees, we'll give you the, the set that we charge $75, $75 levy, and we'll do the and we'll do the three hours as well. Yeah. So, you know, you've always got that um, level of interest and level of, um, you know, people offering up. And obviously um, what... Stephen said before, you know, you can you can sort of assume those things are happening within your club, but I mean, you just you, you know, you don't have police walking around saying, oh, you know, you've dropped your children off and now you're heading out the gate. I mean, that's just no. that's just how it works. No. But um, like no. I said, it's not a new thing, but it, it's become I think it's become something that people mm. are now understanding that it's at least a way of of trying to appease, um, you know, and yeah. you know, a problem. You, you, yeah, and you guys have been in, like me, been in Clubland long enough to know that if you don't extend your base of volunteers, people get burnt out and people get tired and, you know, so you've got to try and cheer the load. That's, yeah. that's the main thing. Spot on. Well done, Stewie. Mitchum Hawks, football club president, and of course was part of our sensational 70s team as well, Stuart Palmer. He so absolutely outstanding, was. that stuff. But I tell you what, uh, give us a six pack. I'll do the scoreboard, Sadie.